This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Welcome to JRM360, the podcast, everybody. Good Friday to you. I'm Mike Davis. I've got Amanda Troutman in, as always. And L.W. Miller is in the studio. Is this your first time on a podcast in the Dirty Mo Radio studio? No, actually, I was in here with Kelly a couple times, so I've already got a little experience in the uh, okay. in the studio with the uh, right. Fastlane family. I, you know, I wasn't planning on this, but we've just been talking with L.W. as he came in. But right outside this window is... Uh, as the sales rack, and we happen to notice that there's L.W. Miller Lethal Weapon shirts for $5. Uh, so get one while you can. There's people looking at it right now, L.W. They're interested. <laughs> I haven't seen them actually pull the trigger yet and actually make the make yep. the purchase. Five dollars. But they're thinking about it. I know. After I saw the special, I think, like I said, I'm going to get up when I leave the, <laughs> leave the recording studio, and I'm going to go snag a couple for myself. Oh, well, that's cool. So, yeah, there's some sales going on in uh, the L.W. Miller Church. Well, thank you for being here, L.W. Man, we have had a crazy week here at Junior Motorsports. I mean, we typically have crazy weeks here. Normal weeks are crazy, but this has probably been crazier than normal uh, just because of the announcements we've had. Uh, Junior's been up here a couple times, uh, which definitely raises the crazy levels a little bit. But uh, I don't even, like, where do we even start? I mean, we had the Greg Ives announcement uh, that he will be Dale Jr.'s crew chief uh, on the 88 Cup team, Hendrick Motorsports, starting in 2015. And while that was a Hendrick Motorsports announcement, most of it happened over here, uh, you know, yesterday. So, um, yeah, this is, without a doubt, uh, I, I feel trumps all the crazy weeks. It's been it's been insane. I mean, we have all the excitement of, of Josh Berry going to Iowa for his first That's late right. race, which on, on my list is up on the high list of important yep. things for the year. And then just the last few days with the, the announcement of Greg and, and Dale. Yeah, I mean, Dale's been here all day long and I, and, and wasn't scheduled to be. So how right. cool is that? Well, well, actually, he was here uh, meeting a kid. I think he came up here around noon to meet with a kid that Hank Parker Jr., our buddy, uh, brought over. And he's just been kind of hanging around, uh, <laughs> sitting in people's <laughs> offices. I'm sure he took a couple naps here and there. But, uh, but you know what? We're real excited about the Josh Berry news. We're going to talk about that uh, a lot in a second. Uh, but the Greg Ives news was certainly something that was both exciting for us but also affects us because soon after you let the news out about Greg Ives going to uh, be Dale Jr.'s crew chief, People start asking about Chase Elliott. Well, we can answer that right now. We don't know. We don't know who's going to be Chase Elliott's crew chief yet, but just stay tuned uh, because uh, we've got plenty of time to get that figured out. And um, Well, the good thing about that is I think that, that everybody listening that wants to get their, their horse in the running as far as getting that position, they all have Mike, Ho- Mike Hogue's cell phone number. So that's they right. Can, they can get, <laughs> be in touch with him and, and get their resumes, right? You're right, and let Mike Hogue make the decision on what he thinks <laughs> is best for this race team. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. That's how every other decision works around here, right? Uh, anyway, a lot of fun there. And, you know, <laughs> what's funny is that Greg Ives, uh, as soon as he gets announced, all of a sudden he starts getting the pressure to join Twitter. And that has now officially happened. So you can see Greg uh, on Twitter. We'll see how long he stays uh, when he kind of sees the <laughs> madness. I don't know, how you know, if he's going to want to stay. But, anyways, he is at, uh, at Ives underscore Greg if you want to follow him. Uh, and so, anyways, Junior's been up here today. He was signing autographs in my office a little while ago. And uh, we are having – Kelly, your wife, announced on Twitter yesterday that Dell Junior is going to be on Fastlane Family next week. And this is something I cannot wait to listen to. <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't even tell you. I'm so excited about this that Dell Junior and Kelly Earnhardt Miller are going to be uh, – uh, 
on the same podcast together. What do we even expect, LW? Well, I mean, most people would look at that and say, well, you know, Kelly, that's that'll be easy for her. The brother, sister, they work together every day. But for whatever reason, her guests, she gets a lot. I mean, she puts a lot into her guests. Yeah. And and so her tension level of excitement of that show and nervousness has already risen. I said, what, what do you mean? Well, you talk to Dale every single day. Oh, he's going to be on my show. I, I have to have the right questions. I said, no, come on. But they see, that that's the thing. They talk every day, but their conversations every day isn't something you'd necessarily <laughs> want on a podcast either. They're not used to having conversations with it being recorded, and it's just those two in the room. I, I think this is going to be fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I've already seen, you know, like I said, with, with her on, on, on the, the private end of it, the fact that, you know, her excitement of it. So it's going to be really neat. I'm sure that Dale's, uh, I'm sure Dale's gunning for her, so there'll be some, some, some great content there. So I'm looking forward to Kelly and Dale Jr. being on Fast Lane Family next week, presented by Charlie Soap. I want to get that in. But also, you know, USA Today is doing a big story on that podcast and Dirty Mo Radio in general. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Big week coming up for Dirty Mo Radio. So, yeah. Um, JRM360, uh, how was my crying, Amanda? <laughs> Your bottle of tears. I, I mean, did I sell it? I think so. I thought you were supposed to do that with an onion. I thought that the, the well, yeah, but who brings an onion, onion to, to, to work? I mean, we, we got only the uh, the tools and assets that we have think, here at the I office. I would think that somebody like Martin would bring an onion, like eating a raw you're onion right. for lunch or something. You're right. If, I should have checked there. To be honest yeah. with you, you're right. Anyways, we did. If you haven't seen our video this <laughs> week, go to jrmracing.com right now. Check it out. Check out all the other things we've got going on this week. But uh, our, our our JRM360 is really about Josh Berry, and that's really why I've got LW in here because. Josh Berry, I, I, I really want to be able to explain to you guys the significance in this weekend. Josh Berry came here in 2010. He has been our late model driver ever since then. The way he met Dale Jr. is fascinating. I mean, they were literally, they, they are online racing video games. And we can honestly say that racing video games back whenever that year was and meeting there has led to a NASCAR Nationwide Series ride, at least for one weekend. And that t is just a really intriguing story, and I know it's a big deal. LW here knows Josh just about as good as anybody. LW, like, what is going through Josh's mind this week? I mean, we remember when the, the, we gathered the employees together and Josh talked to the employees and he got emotional. We also know, and we can tell this story about Dell Jr. the day that that, that, that came – what is Josh feeling like this week now that Iowa is finally upon us and he's about to make his debut in the race Saturday night? Well, you know, I, I, I talk with Josh, whether, whether it's in person at the race shop or whether it's via text or call, just checking up on him, how they're doing at the late model shop, which is not on premise here. You know, I talk to him every single day. And, and I mean, I know that since we made it for sure and certain that we were going to do this, I've been, you know, I'm nervous as heck for him. I mean, I'm thinking... I think I missed the first six races that Josh ran here. None of that. I've, you know, been a part of his his racing with us ever since those. And and you know, I was there when he won his first race and won his second race and won his third race. I was you know a part of it, all he's done with the late model program. And to me, it means it's just awesome. I mean, I, my my emotion about it is is extreme. And you know, Josh, I see Josh and I think to myself, man, you must be so nervous, and I'd be so nervous and. Dale Jr. and I talked about how nervous we are, but he hasn't showed being nervous whatsoever. Really? 
I mean, I, of course, like, like the mother hen, I guess I'm every day, well, did you get this handled? And you have that handled? And are you sure this is all right? And do you have this ready? And do you have that ready? I mean, down to, I actually just called him a little while ago to make sure that they had his late model car ready in case it rained out at Hickory Saturday. And he gets home Sunday, he can go race the race on Sunday at Hickory because he's racing for points up there. I mean, I'm crossing every single T and dotting every single I. And he's just looking at me like, we got this. It's I got it. I got it. So, I mean, I'm just super excited. I know he's super excited, but yet, like I said, I know my nervousness level is, is definitely higher at this point than his. If you wouldn't know any better, and most people probably don't, you just think, well, big deal. You know, you decide, hey, I'm just going to send a car out to Iowa and throw this kid in it, and then, you know, he can make his debut. That's not how it happened with Josh. Talk about the process just to get Josh this chance. I mean, Junior has expressed so much interest in getting him a chance to run a nationwide car, at least for a couple of years, just that I know. Yeah. But And here it is now in 2014, past the halfway point, he's finally getting his first shot at Nationwide. What all had to happen to get to today? Over the past several years, we've had opportunities where maybe Josh was going to get to test a car at Nashville, or maybe Josh was going to get to go and fill in at a test somewhere else for one of the drivers. They never seemed to come about. Last year at Richmond, we had the opportunity where we, we could have run, you know, we decided that we were going to try to run Josh in the nationwide race at Richmond last year. And, you know, the car was available and we were going and running for points and all that. And and when we approached NASCAR to see if he would be approved to go, even though he'd run all the, the half miles and, and all the tracks and the late models and won, you know, track championships and races, he wasn't approved to run that race. Why? I mean, formally to, to be approved to go to race a nationwide car, you have had to have run in one of their other, you know, uh, regional national series so they you know said he was requ required to run either he could go run a truck series race on okay. a half mile or three quarter mile but we don't have trucks well, we don't around. have trucks right. and he could run a a and a, a east race on a half mile or three quarter mile but he couldn't run the nationwide car and i think that really at that point dale had never thought you know thought that would ever even be an issue you know thought you know whenever josh is ready we'll throw him in a car on a short track right. and go race and all of a sudden wow this this isn't how we you know, it works these days. And I think we were all like, really caught off guard with that. So we started mentally preparing how we're going to put a plan together to get him some seat time so he could get approved if this opportunity were to come about again. One of the things, the key things that Josh has said to me that really sounds right and, and he's hitting it 100% on is he is happy this is his turn. You know, had it come a year ago, things were in place. I mean, he's jumping in a race car right now that's won three races this year. It's got Ernie Cope as a crew chief. Josh actually worked, he works full-time in a late model shop now, but for his first year and a half here at Junior Motorsports, he worked here in the Nationwide shop and then went and moved out to the late model shop to work full-time. So when he worked here, he worked hand-in-hand hand with all the guys that are on that five car. So, I mean, they're his buddies. They're guys that are all behind him. And he, I mean, I think for, for him and his best opportunity, for the other things kind of to, to fizzle out and not work, I think has probably played in his favor you know, as far as to to be that guy that gets one shot and here's your shot, it couldn't be any more perfectly aligned than right now with how strong the junior motorsports teams are and the people that are behind us. You know, you brought up something about being nervous for him, and, and I can completely understand that. Well, yeah, I would think so. You were crying for him. Because well, I, I was crying for him. <laughs> but, but in reality, though, I remember being nervous for Austin Terrio, who I didn't even know very well. We met him, you know, a couple of weeks earlier. Um, and... I be being nervous for him because he didn't have any really any test time or any, you know any significant seat time. Josh Berry, we all know because he's you know been our boy for years. I mean he's been here. We've come to know him. He 
wins, you know, bucketfuls of late model races for us. And so we've been able to drink a lot of beer on his behalf, even <laughs> in times when he wasn't even of age to <laughs> yeah, drink beer. When it was mil still milk toast. Right. So <laughs> you know, he's bought us a lot of beer, so to speak. But now I start to get nervous thinking about it. And here's why. Because I remember thinking about this with Terrio. How much experience does he have of just making a pit stop? Right. How much? I mean, the things that can make or break a, you know, you could lose, I don't know, 10, 15 spots just by messing up for two seconds in a pit, on a pit stop. And he runs late model races every week, and he and I don't even know if they would have made pit stops in K and N series races. No, I mean they don't. But how do you even practice for that? Well, and that's that's a great point, and and, and you're a hundred percent right. And as, I mean, as a race car driver myself, I mean, if there's one thing that I would be, if I was Josh Berry sitting in that race car at the drop of the flag Saturday night at Iowa. The thing that would scare me to death the most is if they go to green flag pit stops. Yeah. Because how, how do you even know where to begin? How do you know? You and, know and, and, and the thing <laughs> I got about that, I remember when we went with Danica to an ARCA test. She had never been in a stock car, right? And uh, and she was completely dedicated, completely determined. And we all went down to Daytona in December, and they decided, that let's, let's just get a feel for how she is on a pit stop. So I'm going to tell you something. After seeing her first attempt at that, yeah. this is not a knock on Danica. <laughs> this has been me, any anybody driver, else. Any driver, right. I, you know what? I'm not going to jump out in front of that car if I'm a tire changer. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wait and yeah. make sure she comes to a complete stop, <laughs> puts it in park, you know, and then I'll go out there with the tires, you know. Yeah. But I'm saying that is a, uh, that, that's something we all take for granted, just a pit stop and all that goes into that. And that, and, yeah. you know, back to your point, um, yeah, yeah this is going to be something that he's going to, that, that would scare you to death and would scare yeah. me to death. Yeah. And that is, I mean, you're, you know, there's so many, and he knows that and he's, you know he's done his his job as far as studying how to understand the pit road speeds and in the in the the tachometer lights to tell him when he's speeding when he's not speeding. I mean there's a lot more it's a lot more technical. I mean my experience with it was back in the 90s when you you looked at the needle on your tachometer and if it was somewhere close to the duct tape on your <laughs> tach then you were pretty good. So you know it, it's a lot more technical. But he is he's done his part in studying that. Kevin Harvick spent a lot of time talking with him last week at Indy about what to do, what not to do. Regan Smith has spent, you know, a lot of time with him. I mean, they've both spent tremendous amounts of time, as, as well as Dale, who obviously has him under his wing. So, I mean, he, he's he been told, hey, here's what you need to do. Here's what you don't want to do. I mean, he, he's got all that down, I feel. That being said, I mean, that that would be, I mean, you know, the racing part of it, the trying to go fast part of it, that's what we do as race car drivers. But the whole part of, of never having turn left on the pit road under a green flag pit stop condition or something along those lines. I mean, it just, that's, that's the part to me that, that would be the most, you know, nervousness about. I hear you, man. Well, Dale Jr. Talk us through Dale Jr. Uh, the day that you found out Josh was now officially approved by NASCAR. Did you call Dale? Did Dale call Josh? How did that all happen? Cause I know he was super excited. Well, you know, we, we, within the company, got everything figured out that we could do it and and that josh was approved and once we i guess it, we almost had everything figured out we we had on our end everything figured out we assumed that josh was approved so we i reached out to dale and said hey you know we've we've went ahead with getting everything in position to run josh at iowa i know how important this is to you would you like to reach out to him and let him know and of course he said absolutely i want to be the guy to tell him yeah well as that was starting to happen it was brought to my attention that we have everything in line, but we never actually had NASCAR's approval to that point yet. So we assumed that Josh was approved, but we didn't know that Josh was, was approved. So we uh, 
we did a whole lot of chasing our tails real quick and, and got a hold of NASCAR and Brett Bodine and, and verified that Josh was approved. In the meantime, Dale, I think, had already told Josh, hey, this is what we're doing. And at that time, probably told it publicly on Twitter. That was what we were doing. So. I think he did, yeah. So that was the only thing we didn't have 100% marked off the list, but it all worked out. But, yeah, Dale was Dale was extremely excited and extremely you know, had, you know, was, it was just awesome for him to be able to, I mean, he, he told me, he said, well, I'm going to, I'll talk to Josh tonight. This was probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. He said, I'll, he said, he texted me, he said, I'll, I'll have Josh come over and I'll talk with him tonight. And then later on, he said, well, could Josh come over at noon over lunch, over his lunch break? And I texted him back, said, of course, he can come anytime. And it wasn't, 10 minutes later, Josh texted me and he said, Dale just asked me to come out to his house right now. So <laughs> it went from 6 o'clock that night to noon that day to about 10, 10.15 yeah. that morning. He knew. <laughs> so Junior couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. He, he waited was, to he 6 o'clock that night. He, he, was, he was excited. So Absolutely. Listen, guys, if, uh, if you want to read more up on Josh Berry's debut this weekend, there's a ton of stuff out there, to be honest with you. Um, you can always go to jeremracing.com for the previews and the quotes and all that stuff. Uh, Tyler Overstreet did a nice job for the number five preview this week, so you can go there. And also, NASCAR.com right now has a big story on Josh Berry and Dale Jr. Uh, that you'll want to check out. Uh, that's, that's there right now, so go to NASCAR.com, read up on that. It's a fascinating story, Josh Berry, how he got here, and now that the opportunity he's getting. So we're excited about that. And plus, and the other thing is, that in his debut week, uh, he are, he's helping launch a promotion for his sponsor. I mean, you know, it's like, why not just go ahead and throw the whole thing at him, right? Uh, but he's got Tackle Grab, powered by Earnhardt Outdoors, on his card this week. And Dirty Mo' Radio. I can't forget about the associate. Dirty Mo' Radio is on the quarter panel. Did you even know that, Amanda? Well, yeah, we talked about it earlier oh, okay, in the week. And, and the first thing I thought is it's another shot at Victory Lane. Another We're shot. We're waiting. I know. Uh, so, But <laughs> Tackle Grab, powered by Earnhardt Outdoors, has a, a sweepstakes going on. It's been launched. And uh, if you just go to the Tackle Grab Facebook page and you either like it or you share it, then you'll be entered for a, it's called Rods, Reels, and Racing Sweepstakes. And you will be entered for an all-expenses-paid-for trip to Homestead, Miami during that uh, championship race weekend. You got tickets to all the race. Then you also get to meet Dale Jr., Kelly, and Carrie Earnhardt. And you get to go fishing with Carrie Earnhardt, which I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I know Kelly's your wife, and I know I work for Dale Jr., but fishing with Carrie, man, that might actually be the uh, the treat of the entire package. So you got $500 spending cash. You got all these things. All you got to do is go to the Tackle Grab Facebook page and like it. Absolutely. I mean, really, that, that, yeah. what is there to lose? So go do that. Uh, Josh Berry will be pumping that this weekend when he drives the number five. Uh, the race, I mean, Saturday night, 730 ESPN. Josh Berry in the number five. Chase, he's in the number nine, Napa. And uh, and Regan is in the number seven. We got to – what do you – have you thought about the – the problems we're going to have if Chase and Regan come down to the wire and it's 1-2 in the championship points and you got the teams, you know, and the crew chiefs here and you're sitting here trying to be the puppeteer of everything, LW. Bill. I mean, what's going to happen about the infrastructure of this place? I, 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 can't, I can't imagine a better problem to have. Okay. <laughs> so you're ready for it. I'm ready. Well, <laughs> we've, we certainly have uh, experience in, in tackling crisis management. So uh, <laughs> that'll just be one other one. Chalk one up. Amanda, I think that that's uh, we've pretty much covered the entire week here at Junior Motorsports. Are uh, you sure? I, I think so. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm worried. we still got a few hours left in this day for something else to break loose here. I'm going to go out and buy a Lethal Weapon shirt uh, before they get gone. Um, I hope everybody <laughs> enjoys the races this weekend. Junior will be at Pocono going uh, for another win at the Tricky Triangle, so that will be fun to watch. And then, uh, you know, our guys will be racing at Iowa this weekend. LW, thank you for stopping by. Glad to be here. Amanda, thank you for everything. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 